You know, I'm so proud that the countdown timer worked again. That's two weeks in a row. <laughs> I, got uh, I knew it's something new. I knew something right, new I've never saw before. So we got just a little bit of, we need you to be a little patient with us. I'm in the middle of a storm, so you might get a little uh, breakup every now and then, but stay with us. Welcome to Off the Record with Randall. Joining me tonight, though, is a couple of special guests. First, um, well, I don't guess you're a guest no more. How you're every, every week. I'm gonna. I need your social security number to get you on my taxes next year. <laughs> so, uh, Howie Cheney, welcome. You want to introduce who you brought along tonight? Well, tonight, you, you know, uh, two weeks ago we brought in uh, Coach Benefield, the uh, dean of the county coaches, and this week we are bringing in the newbie slash rookie of DeKalb County coaches, Tyler Van. Uh, he graduated from North Sand Mountain High School, went on, played uh, a year at Jacksonville State, then transferred to Athens. And uh, and then after his um, uh, college career and all that, he went and coached at, uh, uh, at back North Sand Mountain for a little while. I was assistant coach there, assistant coach at, uh, at uh, Scottsburg, Buckhorn, Ended up with his first head coaching job last year at Woodville, and this year is his first season as head coach of the Sylvania Rams. Coach Van, welcome to the show. Man, I appreciate it. Excited, excited about the opportunity to have with the job. I'm also excited to get to talk to you guys. Y'all promote our sport, you promote our coaches, and we appreciate the job y'all do as well. You might want to wait 50 minutes before you say you appreciate it. <laughs> we, might, we might get you off in some territory that you don't yeah. want to go, but. We appreciate that, Coach, and we we appreciate you joining us. I know this is a kind of a crazy time for you. You're talking in the middle of moving and going in some places and going trying to get some rest before football season starts. But in a, our pre-show meeting, I found out you played for Bill Clark, of course, mm -hmm. a legendary coach. Tell me about your college career and playing for somebody like Bill Clark. That's that's mighty tall cotton right there. Yeah, well. I Coming out of high school, I had the opportunity to, to go and walk, be a preferred walk-on at Jacksonville State and play for, for Bill Clark. And um, when I showed up on campus, you know, preferred walk-on, it's tough. It's tough out there in the locker room. It's tough in the weight room. And you get coached hard, which I enjoy. But uh, learning from Clark, like I knew going into college, like I want to be a teacher. I want to be a football coach. Like that's what I want to do. So I took every day as a day I get to watch Bill Clark, who nobody knew a lot of at the time, but I could tell when I stepped foot in the locker, locker room and around him, he was going to be really good because the way he handled the players and all that stuff. So I always try to take notes. Hey, man, I really like the way he does this or that. And, uh, being able to learn under Bill Clark and play at Jacksonville State was huge for me. I actually just uh, – Justin Lee, he's going to help me. I played with him at Jacksonville. He went to Otter. Um, he's going to be a part of our staff at Sylvania too. So we got a couple guys. and which Lee played all four years and did a good job. And it was a tough decision for me. I was there a year and a half. It's a tough decision to transfer out. But um, if I could go back, I promise you I wouldn't. But uh, we're here today. And I guess <laughs> God has a plan, so everything's worked out so far. I started to say you're a, a mighty young man to have such a prestigious head coaching job, so it probably worked out for the best. Worked out well, so – so let me ask you this first question. You you said um, and you said again, you always wanted to be a coach. When was the was I, I can tell you, in the fifth or sixth grade, I was drawing plays up in the back of my notebook when I was supposed yeah. to be in math class. Sounds was like that you? That was me. 
that was me in class. And then it really played for Adam Gilbert, who really he had a big influence on me in my life as well as coaching. But played for Adam Gilbert at North Sun Mountain my sophomore year. Like we go in, we're, <laughs> we're four and six, but he brings something to North Sun Mountain we hadn't had in a while. Like we knew we were going to be good. We knew by the program, he was his energy and everything. The program he was preaching, like we were going to be good in the future. And uh, Coach Gilbert was another one. Like to see the impact I saw he had on me as well as my friends, um, I knew that's something I want to have an impact on kids that way as well. So it's uh, strangely enough, through the seems like the the best coaches are the one that that talk less about football and impacting kids and. Through football, they impact kids. That's great. That's a great point, Coach. Coach was um, what was those first days as a young assistant like for you? Was it was it weird taking the shoulder pads and helmet off? Was grabbing the clipboard? It was also nice when you get to the end of practice and you have sprints. You're the one blowing the whistle instead of the one running. Uh, I think that was, uh, but no, it it was different because you catch yourself wanting to go out there and play. Um, but, now I'm getting to where, when I was at A-Rav, helped coach, I'd, I'd go over there. I was there for two years, and during baseball season, I'd go out there and throw. I hurt my elbow. Anyways, pitching to the varsity team, and now, every now and then, it'll tweet, and I won't be able to throw for a week or two. So <laughs> I'm getting to the point now, and I ain't so much about running out there and playing as much. But um, it was it was different. Like, my stint at Scottsboro, um, I think Don Jacobs had the biggest uh, – I guess you all know Don Jacobs. He – yeah, uh, he's had a huge impact on my coaching as well. I probably learned more there in a year than you know, I have in a lot of places. Uh, he's done he done a great job. Had a big impact on me. So I've been in a lot of places, coached under some really good coaches, and learned a lot of things. And uh, I think one wise guy said, "If you're either learning what to do or you're learning what not to, do. you so always learning." So that's something that stuck with me. And I think Jeff Monroe told me that when I first started. And, um, that advice. So, how you got to follow up to that one? Yeah, you know, you was at Buckhorn and Scottsboro for a while as an assistant, and then also Woodville last year. Scottsboro and Buckhorn are big schools classification-wise. Woodville is a one A as low as you can go. How do you think that's going to help you moving into Savannah being a three A? I think, I mean, being, I think it's a big deal because being at all them, you know, I was at A-Rab, who was, a, they were a 6A, they just went to 5A when I got there. I was at Scottsboro, we were still 5A when I was there, Buckhorn 6A, and then dropping down to 1A from 6A was shell shock for a little bit because you go from practice <laughs> and that's all you see is your guys on offense. I see it all day. You got your guys, and then when you go 1A, this is your offense, your special teams, your defense. So, like everybody, you got to practice all three, and and them guys got it. Well, that's how I played as well. But it's the first time coaching it besides at North Sand, and I was able to learn a lot. And I think it's going to help me, you know, where wherever I'm at in the future because I've heard coaches say if you can coach one A, you can coach any A because that's just you got you got a lot to deal with. You lose one guy, you lose three guys. You know how it is. One guy to injury, you lose three positions. So it's always, and you're trying to practice some different spots for if that does happen in practice. So it forces you to be simple so that they know what they're doing because if they don't know what they're doing, then it's pointless to have them out there. So, 
what was that first year right. coach um was that first year stepping into woodville you had you went through the program you got to know the kids it had to be an emotional thing for you to come to sylvania after one year i know we talked a little bit before the interview that's got to be a tough decision i my heart actually bleeds for you making that decision what, yeah what was the process like and you know it was crazy because a lot of people would think well that would be an easy decision but the the coaches who've coached in it and been a part of it you know that it's never never easy no matter if you're going from 1a to 6a it's not it's not easy leaving a group of young men that you've sold to buy into your program for a year you've sold them in to, and you they're starting to buy in and now that you walk in the door and you say guys i've taken another job that's never easy because it's like you're bailing on them kids and it's um it wasn't easy because i cared about them kids that they have a good group of young men down there and i think they've hired a a better coach than me down there with, with Sanders and he's going to do a great job with them. And so uh, it, it was not easy though, to say the least. Uh, I'm glad that was over with. I uh, remember having that meeting, telling the kids and then going, playing the spring game two days later because how it failed, I had to tell them before we even played the spring game. And then we lost some kids there. It was a rough time for us. And so I'm glad that's over with. Well, coach, well, that was going to be one of my questions. Does that mean you didn't get your spring with Sylvania with the kids? Yes, right. we, they, and they didn't go through spring, so we got an extra week. So we start July 26th, and uh, we start our first day of fall camp then, and then we have a, a jamboree at DAR on August 12th. So everything's happened a little quicker this year. It's like every time you turn around, like I'm, I'm last week of June, but we're football season's in less than a month. So um, it's, it's getting here faster than you'd like as a coach because I'm, I'm one I'm always thinking about how we're going to prepare. I'm always thinking of the negative things like we hadn't done this yet. We hadn't done this yet. I ain't worried about the things we've done. So it's, uh, we'll be here before we know it though. Yeah, uh, we dropped Howie there for a minute. Welcome back, Mr. Cheney. How yeah. are you? Hey, you know, I, I don't know what happened. I'm new to this technology. I, I reckon Bluefield's rubbing off on me. I just didn't want to be a part of it or something. I don't know. I want to know on you too now. So yeah. there you go. There you go. Well, we're gonna have to. I'll tell Benefield I'm want to know. Him, so. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna have to quit talking about coach. We're gonna build his ego too high on him. He's gonna expect us to send a Brett Favre video. Yeah. Right. Howie, how do, you're a Sylvania alumni. When you um. Well, not many people want to brag about that, but, you know, as far as me being alumni from there, but yeah, I am. What would have been your advice to Coach Van? What what, what about Sylvania High School should you embrace as a new head football coach? It, you know, not necessarily football, basketball, and all that. You know, uh, a quick side note, him, and if I'm mistaken, him and the head basketball coach, Matt King, went one-on-one, you know, back in high school. Uh, they were the feature matchup against each other in football, if I ain't mistaken, the two quarterbacks. That's right. Not, not, right. And so, we don't uh, talk about that much, though, now. He got messed <laughs> up. We try not to talk about that much. Hey, it was rough, though, because in, in that game, uh, late in the game, I think one of the – I talked to King about it the other day, and he ended up having to run in 
on special teams and broke his ankle that game. And then his first game back in basketball was against us. So we couldn't shake him. It was like, hey, we're going to play him without him. And then he's back. So he's a player. Yeah, I was, I was standing on the sideline when Coach Clayton came and got King said, hey, they're going to go on sidekick. You get in there. You're, you're on the hands. Get in there. And uh, uh, Zach didn't even have his helmet with him. He had to grab a helmet and get out there. And then, unfortunately, like I said, he broke his ankle. But back to Randy's original question, I think any time a new coach comes in, they gotta they got to get together with the other coaches and work together, not work against each other. And, uh, right. and I really feel like that him and, and uh, Coach King are going to work good together because they've known each other for years. So, Coach Fan, who is your staff at Sylvania? Can you give us a little thumbnail who you've got? I can. We, the staff, is a lot of it's the same. Um, Ryan Clark's going to do our defense, and, and I've got to know him over the last few weeks. Dude Sharp does a good job, um, has a good relationship with the kids. And then we got um, Coach Mitchell, Mitchell, Dylan Mitchell. He's uh, from Pisgah. He's a Pisgah guy as much as I hate to say Pisgah. The word Pisgah, he is a Pisgah guy, and I let him know about that every day. Being from North Sam, we don't like Pisgah. And I, I'm not afraid to tell anybody. Adam Gilbert, if you hear this, we hate Pisgah, you know. <laughs> but, uh, uh, anyways, uh, Dylan Mitchell, he's going to do H's and, and linebackers for us. We got Ian Richards, he's going to do D line and O line for us. And Justin Lee's also doing O line. Lee, hiring Lee was a big deal for us because we do a lot of stuff kind of like we do, we did in college with Gross up front. So he's going to be there as well. And let's see, make sure I'm not leaving anybody out. Uh, Coach Parham, Nathan Parham, we hired him from Ider. He's going to do the junior high for us. Um, and then Austin Wilson, a uh, guy that uh, I think has a bright future. Uh, he's actually coached him at Buckhorn his senior year. Really good player. I say really good. He's going to hear this. He's a big head. But he's a pretty good player. He played tight end for us. And then when I took the job at Woodville, he was getting out going to college. And, and it's it's not easy to hire to Woodville at the time. It was, really wasn't. I called around trying to get guys to come. And, but Austin Wilson, he was one of the guys I wanted to tell him. He's energetic, you know. He's he does. Kids love him. And I brought him to Woodburn, and I know, you know, I knew then. Like I got, I got somebody that not a lot of people know about, and I got to keep him close, or he'll get away. So when I went to Sylvania, you know, I, there was no doubt he was coming with me. I think he has a bright future. It's gonna be a good one one day. I got to keep him around as long as I can keep him. Yeah, yeah. You you, you keep those good ones while you can. That's it, because them, them good ones get away. So, yeah. Uh, so, but, coach, you said uh, he was going to run your junior high. So, you are you trying to do the the model that's most? You want your junior high to run the same things your high school does? Trying yeah, to link actually, those programs. That's right. Actually, you know about a. Week and a half after getting hired, we I met with all the Pee Wee coaches as well. Like we want to be the same from bottom to top. They're part of our program, just like the varsity's part of our program. Like we want everyone to be involved. We want everyone to feel like they're a part of it because we are. Yeah. Like, you know, when them seniors, I want to shake them five and six year olds' hands when they're seniors one day. And I want to be able to say, Hey, when they were five years old, I remember them playing Pee Wee football and I shake their hand on senior night. Like that's that's my goal. I want them guys to be a part of our program and uh, feel like they're a part. But, yes, running the same offensive system, same defensive system on junior high. That Because when you get up there, it's no longer teaching the system as much as it is just getting better and better at what you're going to do. 
Correct. Right, yeah. A, a lot of people does that as well, you know. Um, of course, we knew, we knew, I knew you from when I was up in North Sand Mountain, and and me and Coach Wilburn, we did the same thing from my seventh grade up to the varsity as well. And and our philosophy was, I teach the seventh grade and eighth grade the basics, and then as they move on up, they learn something else where it's just second nature to them, and you're not really having to teach them. You just say, hey, let's go out here and run this play here, and they already know what to do, know how to line up. Yep. Yeah, that's that's what we're trying to do now in Sylvania. I, I don't think you can run a successful program without doing that. So, me personally, anyways. So, Coach, you're, uh, you're the – you your desire to stay at Sylvania. Uh, you made a big point when we first talked about it's going to take some time, but you're willing to invest a long time into Sylvania. It feels like the right fit for you. It does. That was one of the reasons that I left Woodville. I always said, like, the next stop that I end up at, I want to be there a long time. I'm tired of moving. I want to find somewhere where I feel like we can – win football games and develop a program that uh, we can be proud of. And uh, that's, that's my goal here at Sylvania. I plan on being here a long time, uh, being a part of that community that, that already, I can tell they, they work hard. They're there for you. Uh, anytime you ask, they're there. So uh, I look forward to being there a long time, getting these kids working hard and, and teaching them, you know, our program, our core beliefs and things like that. So, I want to, I want to, I'm sorry, Randy, I want to change uh, gears just for a second. You know, you, you came to Sylvania, your wife, Hannah, came to Sylvania as well. She is um, going to be helping with the basketball team. She is head coach of Woodville last year, if I'm mistaken. You had the head uh, football coach. How does that work as far as y'all over, overlap and everything as far as season-wise? Y'all really get to see a whole lot, spend a lot of time together during during school year or no how, how no. does that how does that work no last year well sad well not sadly i ain't gonna say that last year we uh i helped her <laughs> first, you know head coach and we got the basketball season i sit on the bench with her which i slowly <laughs> she's it was not a good idea for me to do that. <laughs> I was going to ask you how long that took you to realize that. Uh, it didn't take well, I knew it when I answered the question, yes, I'm going to do it. But, uh, you know, it's your wife being your boss is, is never good. And I probably got her one or two technicals there on the sideline that uh, one time I know of. She, she didn't get over that for a day or two. So, uh, But, yeah, we didn't see a lot of – as far as I tried to be at practices with her a lot, but uh, – we're always running. When we see each other, we're in a car ride, or we're we're eating on, in a car, you know, on the way home or something. Yeah, we don't see a lot of each other during that time, so probably be a little worse this year because she's I'm not helping in basketball. So, and Howie, we 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 need to start plugging it now. We've made it 15 minutes in, and I weigh 300 pounds, and I ain't brought up that we're going to have Wing Fest August 14th, Pennsylvania. That's it. Make sure, make sure everybody's there. It's it's a good day. It's um, we have cornhole tournaments. We have you know the uh, slides and all kinds of stuff. And then you got your vendors. You know, it's forty bucks I think for a vendor. And then you know I think you got to cook three cases of wings. And then we'll have judges there. And top three places are paid. I think it's five hundred, three hundred, two hundred. 
we'd like everybody who wants to, if you want to be a vendor contact us we'll we'll get you in there and uh, we look forward to having a good day on august 14th okay let's say with and randy we're we don't really want to be vendors but we want to be able to partake of all those wings how would we go about getting tickets for that uh, you can contact us on the Sylvania football page on Facebook and get okay. tickets, or you can actually show up that day and we should have tickets there available. Um, then, uh, I think, I'm sorry, somebody texted me right in the middle of that. Uh, oh. Yeah, if, if you see me I, do that one, it's the same I, thing. Uh, anyways, uh, but you can, don't worry, guys. You, you won't see me do that. Nobody wants to talk to me, so <laughs> we're all good. Give it a few minutes. My phone stays blowing up all the time. It didn't used to be that way. Uh, so coach, all that out, out of the way. And, um, um, I'm going to stay real generic, but if I was sitting in the stands on a Friday night and you ran your offense out there, what am I looking at? Well, there'll be a double wing beer. Double wing beer. All right. I'm joking, man. Uh, well, <laughs> I was open. I had to, yeah, I had to throw that. But no, uh, we're gonna we're gonna spread it out some. So we'll be in two by two trips and play with the tight end a little bit as well. We're, we're gonna run pretty much spread, so to speak. That's all I'm gonna say on that. Try to keep that. Because if you look at our Woodville fam, we won't be anything like we was at Woodville. So um, really, uh, won't be anywhere close. Um, I believe that. But the base of what we run, like we can run what we we ran at Woodville, but uh, we can always get back in that base. Uh, but I believe we have the athletes to run what we're going to run this year. So um, I believe as a high school coach, we don't we're not college. You know how it is. We don't recruit our players in. We don't get to pick the the skill guys or the linemen that we have. We got what we're dealt, and it's our job as a coaching staff to run the system that fits our kids the best on offense, defense, special, whatever it may be. So the way we call formations, the plays that we run, I believe we can fit it to anyone. Now, like next year, we may be double tied in a majority of the time. I can't, you know, you know how it is. I can't tell you that, but uh, we can do just about anything we want to do with this offense. And we're just getting the base of it in now. So, so being, being limited in time, Will you, will you have a core that you want to get in and then get that core in? And as you get year two, year three, you can expand on that? Because uh, it sounds like you got a real flexible offense. Real flexible offense. We're very – I like – we're multiple. So, uh, you know, we can give you a heavy look. We can give you trips. We can give you an empty look. Like, we're going to be able to get in a bunch of different formations. And we're going to be able to move move guys around. Like, we have a couple guys that, that I look forward to getting the ball to a lot. And we're – Move them around different spots on the field. You have to move around with your eyes on them because that's who we're getting the ball to. And Great. We're just trying to find the best matchup. That's my job. Find the best matchup. If I'm not doing that, then I'm not doing my job. So, um, but yes, we're going to always be expanding. But but right now this year we're we're we've got a lot in already. And last week of last week of June and a lot where we're at. A lot where we're at. Do you have any players you kind of want to name right now, or you just want to say, hey, it's a team effort, let's do it, or is there some that you want to, you know, kind of name out and say, hey, we're looking forward to seeing what this one can do or that one can do? Well, as a, you know, we, 
as a staff, I've got to know them in a, in a month, and I could name all four or five kids, and I'm excited to see, but I don't know them well enough yet to start throwing on that. We do have a receiver that, that I think is going to be a really good player for us, and, and I guess most teams know him. And uh, Quarterback, he, he's looking all right right now. He's, he's getting better every day. Smart kid and strong arm, getting the ball out good. He's accurate. So he's actually, I was talking to somebody the other day, that one of the, the best quarterbacks I've coached was at Buckhorn, Brandon McNeil. And, and Brody reminds me a lot of him. He's, he's very accurate when he gets the ball out. It's normally on time and on target. So I'm glad we have that, especially with the offensive running. Um, and then up front, we've looked well. With, of course, like I said, we hadn't had pads on. We've been in, so I've just seen us out there on the field without pads, but they're getting better every day with steps and, and what we're trying to run. So. Coach, you know, one one more quick question, Randy. I know, you know, everything's been real short and all this stuff, but I have noticed on the Facebook and Twitters and all this, you you go and spend time with team doing other things other than football. To me, I think that's going to bring y'all closer together when the season starts. I agree. We we went to Spring Valley Beach, and we're going to be going to play paintball in July. I think July sixteenth so, or seventeenth. So. Uh, trying to do some team activities outside of that because at the end of the day, it's about, I mean, we want to win every game. Um, but we also want to build a relationship with these kids that they know that no matter what they're going through in life, like they always have somebody to, to call and talk to about anything. So uh, we're, we're a team, we're a family. If we're going to preach family, then we need to act like we're a family. So, Amen. Uh, Coach, what, what's your numbers look like? Have you got – did you walk well, into pretty good numbers? Pretty good numbers. We got uh, 39. 39, 9 through 12, um, and we have uh, right at 36 on 7th and 8th grades. So we have a big junior high team. We're excited about that young group, and we're excited about all of them. I told the seniors the other day, like, I'm I'm not coming in here saying, listen, we're going to build a program we look to win in three or four. We're going to win this year. Um, seniors don't want to hear that, that, hey, he's here to build. I am here to build, but we're going to try to win in year one, and I think we have the talent to to win some games, it's not going to be easy. There's a new system going in. Play a couple good teams and one really good team everybody knows about. But we're going to <laughs> play the team on the field every Friday night. That's what we're you may, We might not come away with every win, but you can walk out of the stadium going, that they was the hardest hitting, hardest playing team on the field. And if we can do that every Friday night, I'm going to be happy man. So. Coach, just one more question, and I'll stay real generic too. But I want to hear a little bit about defense. Uh, do, do you have a, a percentage that you're going to play both ways? or and, and do you feel like with those numbers that you're going to have to play a lot both ways? Or can you can you edge that number a little bit? I think we had – I'll put a cutoff date since I was a new guy. You need to say you're playing by July because I didn't want – you know how it is. I didn't want guys working all the way through the summer and then this guy come in late. And So with the 39, I'm pretty sure that's the 39 we're going to have. And the two additions we've had here recently is going to help us, but uh, we're going to be able to move kids around. I, as far as a lot of them's going to play both ways. I don't, we're, we're real young um, in a lot of places. We've got a bunch of ninth and 10th graders. We have a lot of 10th graders that's going to be on the field on Friday nights. And we have one freshman that will start for us on Friday night. So, Exciting. But, uh, the the majority of our guys are young, and which is good for the future. But you know, we there's gonna be a lot of guys that's gonna have to condition well because they'll be playing a lot on a lot of maps on Friday nights. 
Howie? Well, I'm going to change gears a little bit as far as, uh, you know, I, I know your in-laws, I know your wife and all that. Uh, your father-in-law was coaching North Sun Mountain for a year or two as far as football. Have you asked him anything, any advice or possibly what, you know, what do you need to do or anything to, you know, just words of wisdom or anything? Yeah, I, I've talked to him and it's funny. It, normally his answer is, is Tyler, I'm not a, I'm not a football guy. I was just thrown in there. As <laughs> if I if I ask him about a football, <laughs> I'm a basketball guy. So, but no, he's he's gave me some advice on you know how to deal with run a program and and deal with different aspects of a program because that's not easy. Um, I found that out last year. You know, it's not when you're assistant coach, and I know it's everywhere. When you're assistant coach, you think you have all the answers. Like when when something happens, you're like, man, I'd have done it this way. Uh, you know how it is. And it's when you get the job and you sit in the seat, oof, not nearly as easy as you thought it'd be. It's, uh, it's a lot of things get thrown at you. You have to answer a lot of questions, and which that's, I love it. I love my job. I love being a head football coach. I love coaching. <clears throat> so I look forward to next 25 years at Sylvania's. Coach, uh, the only people that know more than assistant coaches are announcers. We all we know more than the assistant coach. So we it just goes up. The head coach is usually the dumb guy, and then the assistants are smart, but the announcers are really really smart. And the fans are very smart too. Hey, you know I was up even at the Bryant Denny Stadium. You have smart fans. Bryant. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, those those baseball umps can't see, but the guy fifty yards down on the corner can see perfect, man. It's, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. It is crazy. Let's talk about your region just a little bit. Um, you're you're in a tough region, and, and there's some good football teams in your region. Um, I think is that a challenge? I mean, two ways to look at it. You. You get out of your region, you you're probably a pretty good football team. To come to the playoffs. That's it. Yeah, we're this region. It's it's not easy. You got five Plainview, Geraldine, uh, Collinsville, then Brennan Mountain, Asbury, and us. And uh, so it's going to be a fight uh, at the top of the region. And I think you know, I had guys talking to one of my coaching buddies. He was like, "Man, you know, you're in a region with Benefield now, don't you?" I just laughed. I was like, "Yes, I know." And if you don't. Like, I, it's crazy to say, but I look forward to coaching. If you don't want to coach against the best, uh, then while you're in, in the business of being a competitor, if you don't want to compete against the best to do it. So uh, we look forward to, con you know, I look at it like that. I'm trying to out-coach Coach Benfield. Like, that's that's my job. And that's your job, yeah. That, that's my job. I look forward to trying to do that. And that's in everybody we play. That's And it is a tough region. A bunch of good football teams. I've watched some film. Uh, a bunch of well-coached football teams. I would say that's probably one of the trademarks of that region is there's quality coaching at multiple level, levels there. So when you walk into to going to win this year, that's our plan. Um, to me, what what's first priority? Is it to get the 11 you're going to be playing with on Friday night? Is it to get them in the weight room? What when you walked in first day on the job? What were you thinking? My number one priority is this: make sure the culture's the right way. Um, that was really my number one thing. Like I'm a I'm a culture guy. I love, love talking culture. I love 
everything about it. And, and when we started talking about our five, non, like I mentioned, our five non-negotiables the day I met the kids um, and our motto, which is win the day. Win the day just simply if it is what it is and stole it from Bill Clark. Like every day you're either winning or you're losing. You're not staying the same. So when you step in the weight room, you step on the field, you're competing against Plainview on five in June. All right, you're competing yeah. in Collinsville, everybody else in your region in June. Like you're competing with them right now. So win every day. If you're not, if you don't have enough about yourself to compete with yourself every day, then compete against the guys who are going to play every day and get better than them. Every day. Um, so that's kind of our win the day motto. And then we talked about five non-negotiables, which our program's built on, and we haven't. We don't have it in the weight room. We've got ordered in the locker room, but energy is the first non-negotiable if you want me to go through all of them yeah go that sounds great uh energy which is is what it says like i'm asking you to do five non-negotiable things that require zero talent to do like you you don't have to be the best player to do these five non-negotiable so energy when you step in the room like bring energy every day you walk in the locker room bring energy weight room bring energy on the field bring energy and like I tell the kids, every day you wake up, every day you're in class knowing you're about to go to the weight room, you're not going to feel like stepping in the weight room every day. It's not going to happen. That's that's not humankind. Like, yeah, you're, everyone's not built that way. There's very few built that way, and they play play for a living. Like, you got to make yeah. sure that you bring energy every day. And if one day you don't bring energy, if everybody's doing what they're supposed to do, you're going to put everybody else's energy. And you're going to end up being a better player that day than you would have been if everybody in the room would have been bringing energy. So energy is one of the non-negotiables. Effort, which all these are kind of tied together. Effort. If you're bringing energy, you're probably going to bring effort. Effort's something that's between you and you. It's like I, I stole that from Ray Lewis. Effort's between you and you. Uh, I can't. I can coach it, and I can. I can try to get it out of you. But at the end of the day, you've got to be the one that brings effort. You know, if you're giving everything, you've got everything. Make sure you're doing that energy, effort, attitude. Again, all these are tied together. Attitude. So having the right attitude every day. Like I said, you're not going to show up every day ready to go. You can fake it till you make it. You can have the right attitude. You can do what you're supposed to do every day. Um, energy, effort, attitude, attendance. And when I talk about attendance to them, like I want you to be here. In the summer right now, like I give them four days. Like that's your vacation days. I want you to be on vacation when you use them. Don't be laying in bed at home. Like when we work out in the morning, they'll be vacationing. Uh, you're at the beach. Like I want you to be go go to the beach. And I, when you're there, not just up and not just showing up and being to actually mentally show up, ready to go with the other four non or three non-negotiables. And then the last non-negotiable was accountability. And right, so. I don't think, this is my opinion, I don't think that you can have a successful program without having and like using accountability, like the action, not just the word, because you can walk in any program everywhere today and they'll say the word accountability, but do they actually do the things that you have to do to hold everyone accountable? And I talk to the kids about that. When you can hold yourself accountable, hold yourself accountable first. Like, I'm going to show up every day. I'm going to do my job every day. I'm not missing a rep. I'm going to do what I'm supposed to do. I can hold myself accountable. I can hold my teammates accountable because I'm going to hold everybody accountable. 
that's part of my job. I'm going to hold you accountable. When you get out in the real world and you show up 10 minutes late every day, and I'm because you're in the real world, you don't get fired from your job for being late every day. Yep. Or, you know, so I try to teach them, like, another thing we say a lot is be different. Um, don't give yourself an option. Like, don't give yourself an option not to do the last rail because the last rail is going to get you better. Like, everybody can do the first seven reps, but who can do the last rail? Or how many reps is in that set? And then when we talk about be different, uh, I try to always use phrases of, of what's going on in the world and stuff. And not not political stuff, but just be different as far as when you show up every day, a normal person will not give everything they have every single day. So be different. Like, don't be, uh, I'm not even going to get on the rant, but just don't, don't be the guy that's not going to take care of his family. Don't be the guy that's not yeah. going to work every day. You know, so so be the guy that's going because life's never not easy. And I try to tell them, like, there's going to be times in your life that's tough. Look back to this time and go, you know what? I can push through it because I've done it before. I've done it in the weight room every day. I've showed up every day. And then it just kind of builds some, you know, it just instills that, that accountability that I think is necessary to be successful in, in every part of life. I tell you what, Coach, I, I'm 54 years old, and I'm ready to run through a wall. Because <laughs> when you start talking about that, you uh, start building start building something special. How are you, uh, you got to follow up. Yeah, guys, I'm talking about coming in and out, having some difficulties here. I don't know if it's my internet or phone or whatever, but, um, yeah, you know, if you can get Randy fired up, ready to run through a wall or run anywhere, you're doing a good job, Coach. So, you know, your players will be fired up as well. That's that's a shock. Hey, I'm, I'm 300 pounds. I can get through a wall. <laughs> Coach, it's just uh, the running part that I'm, I'm impressed by. That, it's just going to be a slow jog, but – <laughs> is there um, something at your facilities that, you know, you show up, you've got facilities. Is there something that you've identified that this is going to be my first project or this is something I want to do to help my football team to get better? Or I always can get better, the facilities can. Right. But what what was your thoughts um, when you first started there? Well, I, mean, I, I think we have some of the best facilities in the Cab County here. And All right. I put them up against anybody. We have a turf indoor spot where that's where our weight rooms at. We do a lot of work. We have a lot of a lot of things in that weight room that that I didn't have, and we get a lot of work done. And uh, locker rooms nice. The the old facilities nice. We just did that. They they just did the addition to that a few years back, and we're, we about got that paid for. But once we get that done, we're gonna try to add some things, and and actually got with quarterback club, and we did a wish list of things we would like to get done in the future so one of the first things we want though is a real mower they may be a little bit out of out of context there as far as that goes we that feel looking good but uh for the yeah. kids though we we uh we'll get some things done that kind of we've i've talked with some a guy named his andy vance about doing something in the hallway there for where we walk out we're doing stuff like that as far as you know just for the kids to get hyped and stuff like that the little kids see that and they you know on the varsity enjoy it too but they're like man i can't wait to be there. i can't wait to do that so uh we're getting stuff done in that nature but uh really good facilities you, you can stop by anytime show you around you, that's, that's awesome i'll take you up on that um yeah. 
in the field is uh that's something a lot of coaches are very personal about you want your field to look good and, and i think that it, it helps kid if your field looks good it's kind of that maybe it's that seventh grader sitting in the stadium that sees it yeah but that really is a point of pride with coaches yeah like like when we, we try to keep our coaches office looking the right way like if we preach to the kids do little things but we don't do little things and you're a coward, right? Like you're not, you're not, you're not doing what you're trying to get your kids to do. Like if I tell the kids, hey, because how we keep the locker and how we keep the weight room is we leave it the same way every day. We cleats in the bottom right, helmet in the back. Like that's a little bitty thing. That's that's small. But when we get on the field, our alignment, our first step, our hand placement, all that stuff matters. Like all the little things matter. Because, you know, that just builds up to the overall play. Like, we've got to make sure that all the little things are the way it's supposed to be before the ball snapped. And if you're not doing little things throughout your entire program, then I don't think you can ask them to do the little things right on Friday night. So that's something we try. Coach, uh, and how he dropped this, but he had talked about a question that he was going to answer. Uh, he must be having uh, – I'm in storms. He might be too. He wanted to know, what is your tr Friday night traditions? Do you have things that you're going to do every Friday night? It's just for the coach. Uh, we asked Coach Benefield about that. And evidently, he carried the same, forget what it was, a knife or a stone. Something, wasn't it? Yeah. I listened in, to it. Yeah. In his pocket for years. Are Do you got one of those? Man, I, really, I haven't had anything. Um, you know, I always try to go in there and get a good, uh, get a prayer in uh, by myself, out away from everybody. But, that's my time alone, and, and I try to spend that five minutes praying and, and thinking about how not to to cost my team a win because I think that's all I all I think about through the week is have we prepared the right way, uh, and then then I don't want to like Benefield said when he said it the other day you don't want to make a call that costs your team to win a uh, win, and so uh, I, I think be honest with you I'm more nervous as a football co as a coach than I was when I played. I don't even think it's close. Like when I played, you know, I was ready. I could control a lot. Like, yeah. as a, like I, I was ready to go and put too many nerves. There was, but not not a lot. Not near as many as there are now. I, I think it's because I got a million things going through my head. But, uh, Friday, what is, what is Friday night like for a coach? And getting into as an assistant coach, it was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> As an assistant coach, I enjoyed every bit of a Friday night, like the atmosphere, and I enjoy all that now as a head, as a head coach too. But um, as an assistant coach, it's just like a little less pressure. And then when you start coordinating, a lot more pressure, you know. And it's uh, but as a head football coach, Friday nights are still fun; they're enjoyable. I love it. I love competing, um, and that's what I feel like I'm doing every Friday nights compete with a coach across from me because it's like a chess game. They're going to make a move, and then you've got to be able to uh, adapt and change and, and make adjustments to beat what they're doing. And that's the fun part to me. I enjoy every bit of it. But the atmosphere is still the same. It's it's still it's still Friday night. There's nothing like Friday nights. I don't care if you play on Saturday, Sunday, Monday. I, I ain't never done any of them other two. I, I've got in one game on Saturday. To me, there's nothing like Friday night. Howie, I, I asked I asked a question about game day tradition. I didn't know if you would uh, be back, but I'll, I'll, 
you can give a follow up to that. I don't know if you heard coach, but he was talking about Friday night and uh, the emotions that run. And uh, then I followed up with a, about traditions. Do you got, you got any follow up to that? Howie? Now you actually stole my, uh, my question. Cause that's one, that's going to be my go-to question when we ask these guys, cause I'm curious about that. You know, I asked coach Benfield the other day and he first said no, but then, before he got done, he had like five or six different things that he said he did before all the games. Uh, but um, his wife it, let's, let's put it in this perspective. Yeah, yeah. He said Joe driving all games now. So uh, maybe eventually Hannah can do the uh, driving coach coach band to the games before it's over with. And that'd be right. a mission for y'all. And uh, but uh, as far as nerves and all that, you know, uh, you know, how do you calm yourself down for the players don't realize maybe you are nervous or you're, you're anxious or something. Yeah, I try to, that's, uh, that's one thing I spend my five minutes in there praying about. Uh, but, uh, you know, they, they're, they're there. They look, you're the leader. Uh, even for the assistant coaches, you're the, you're the leader. So if they see you nervous, they're going to be nervous. Players see you nervous. They're going to be even more nervous. So it's to me, I've never had trouble showing confidence. Like that's as a player, uh, some people call it cocky, but I just say it's confidence. Like you got to be confident in what you're doing, and if you're not confident in what you're doing, it's going to show. Like I'm confident in what we're doing as a program. I'm confident in what we're doing on both sides of the football, in all three phases. So uh, as far as calming the nerves down, man, I just say a little prayer and uh, show confidence. That's my big thing. Coach, is your job as a head coach to coach players and coaches? It is. It is. I found that out last year. At Woodville last year, we had four coaches. They all done a great job. Um, I have nothing bad to say about anything. They did. They done their job. They showed up, did what was asked of them every day. But they had only, I think, with all of them combined, they've coached one year of varsity football all combined before last year. And But in a way, that's good because you get to show them what you like, and then they go out there and coach what you want them to do and then but at the same time it's due to me because you do realize how you're you're coaching coaches because you're the leader of the coaches room as well as you're the leader of the locker room um, and that was something else that changed going from assistant coach to a head football coaches is, is you're coaching more than just your players you're coaching your coaches but i'm excited about the staff we have at sylvania and they're, they're very knowledgeable. They do a great job. And if I hire you to coach, like I allow you to coach, like I, I'm going to tell you what I want, but you're going to coach your position. You're going to coach. You're going to do your job. That's what you get paid to do, um, and and that's what coaches want to do. They want to be, you know, told, walked over, and interrupted all the time. So I, I let them coach their position and just tell them what I want out of them. They do a great job. And they're smart. Like I said, they ain't. I'm lucky guy. You're only as good as your assistant coaches, and I think we have a. A dang good group. So, do you serve as your own play caller? I do. I call the play on Friday nights, and, and I guess not. No, I don't. <laughs> I'm gonna let somebody else do it. If it's going good, I did it. If it's not, if it's not, Coach Clark called it. Big coordinators calling offense too. <laughs> I'm kidding. Yeah, I call it on. I call the offense on Friday. Coach Clark calls the defense. And, Coach Richards is actually our special teams coordinator, so he'll be he'll be doing the special teams side of it. So, so in all the interviews over thirty years, um, 
I've asked coaches about calling plays. I've got a common theme, and I want to ask you the same question. And Howie, I'm going to let you follow up next couple questions. Um, do, does being your own play caller help you stay into the game as far as the flow of the game and help you understand the situation? I think at the other level, levels of football, you're not being the play caller. Sometimes you get disconnected. But really good coaches, I, I think every coach I've ever been around that won a state championship either called his – I think they all called his offense. So does that does that really help you stay part of the game? It does. Um, I, I, You know, calling plays, you're always adjusting to what the defense is giving you. So you're calling plays on what you think is best against whatever defense that they're aligning to your offense, how they adjust to your offense, this formation – so we do a lot of well, – we're in a lot of formations, but we're also thumbing back through on the iPad, talking to the guys up top about what we're getting, what we like best. But when it gets into it, I like to call off field. And, and like, so as we're running plays, we're also in calls against the defense that we're playing. But I've never – be honest with you, I've never not called a game as a head coach. So I couldn't – can't give you both ends. I can't answer both sides of it, but it does help me – stay in the flow of the game, and then I try to be involved with defense. I don't tell them what to call, but I'm always on that side of the headset to listen, so I'm, I'm there. Mr. Cheney, I'm going to let you have a couple well, follow-ups. We, we, yeah. we lost you. Yeah, uh, I, I know, guys. I'm sorry. And Coach Van, I was looking forward to this. I'm sorry about the difficulties. Yeah. Um, I played in a golf tournament Sunday that was sponsored by Pisgah, so we're going to blame it on that golf tournament being by Pisgah. So there you go. Um, so, uh, you know, we talked about some of the, the coaches that you played for, you know, earlier and, uh, you know, Coach Gilbert and and you asked Coach Vest as far as some advice and all that. There's one name I'm going to bring up, and I think before I even say it, you're probably going to have a grin on your face. You know who I'm going to say. Have you spoken with a gentleman from North Southern Mountain by the name of Mr. Eddie Kirby? <laughs> Coach Kirby, the basketball guy. <laughs> yeah. Wolf it. That was my I, – I love Eddie Kirby. There you go. Uh, that guy was a good coach for us, and, and you know, we, we won area championship with him. And Man, I, if I go back and play again, I play yeah. for him again. He does a good job. And another, another coach that's a, a player's coach, he builds relationships with his players that, you know, you, you feel like he cares about you. So when you know a coach cares about you, you're going to run through a brick wall for him. And, and every one of his players would do that. Everyone you talk to, that's what they do. They'd do anything, anything he they'd do it. And Coach Kirby's a good one. And I hadn't got to call him yet. So. Yeah, you, you, got, you I, took I the words right on my mouth because, you know. Keith Kirby. I hadn't talked to Eddie Kirby yet. Right. Kirby. Yeah. Well, you know, that's – yeah, Heath Kirby, Heath Kirby's your boss, so you better talk to him. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, you know, uh, yeah, ever uh, – of all the players I've I've talked to a lot of them that's played for Eddie Kirby, and they've said the exact same thing that you said, you know. He, he builds you up to the point where you feel like you can run through a brick wall. And uh, playing for him, I think you're going to have a little bit of Eddie Kirby in you where you're going to – Coach these players up the same thing. Right. Yeah. If you you can't it's always about like building players up. They have to have confidence in themselves that they're gonna go play good. Like 
if you're just all you do is tear them down, you're never going to have confidence to go out there and perform at the highest level they can perform. I'm saying not to get on to kids. I'm not saying not to get on to them when they continually do stuff the wrong way after you've said over and over, this is the way you want it. But um, at the end of the day, it's about instilling confidence in these kids, accountability, and all the non-negotiables and everything we've talked about up to this point. But <clears throat> Coach, uh, go ahead, Howie. We, we we talked about it a little bit earlier. So um, since you helped Hannah out last year, have you thought about asking her to help you out and get some advice from her? No. How <laughs> 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 are you? I'm gonna cut you yeah, off. Yeah, that's the tough questions. Hey, what'd you say when you don't want to answer? <laughs> no, just next question. Next question. Move on. <laughs> <laughs> Woo, Lord. Hey, uh, that one's funny. So, Coach, we we have brought up your lovely wife a couple of times. You're a young coach. You moved a couple of times. You love football. I can tell by your passion, Coach. Yeah. What do you do when you want to not be a football coach for a minute? What does Coach Fan do to relax? Man, I play golf. Uh, the number one thing is fish. That's, that's one of the, the main things. I do to get away from football is that's a hobby. But to be honest with you, I never get away from football. It's like I'm always thinking about it. even if I'm on the water in the boat, I'm I'm thinking about something uh to do with football. And so that's that's two of the big things I do to get away. Uh, besides spend time. If I don't say this, I'm in trouble besides spend time with my wife. Uh that's that's the two things. <laughs> do you do you enjoy college football? Do you get to watch a few oh, games? Yeah, that's I try to get all my film done before noon uh, just so I can watch uh, some college football on Saturday and relax. I, I love NFL football too. So uh, I, that's, that's my Saturday and Sunday, but, but during football season, that's yeah, my Saturday and Sundays also watching a lot of film. So I've got away from watching a lot of college football because I've got so much film to watch and break down if you want to be successful on Friday nights. Uh, but uh, when I have a chance late on Saturday night, watch the ABC game or Sunday, watch Monday night football and stuff. I, I jump on that. At deep down, we all grew up. Anybody that, that, that's around this for any, we all grew up watching that stuff and loving it. You know, that's the reason we do it. That's, that's where it started. I remember walking, people used to ask me, why, why are you a Pittsburgh Steelers fan? You live in Alabama. And, uh, and they That's were all these old school guys that played for Pittsburgh. I didn't know, know any of them at the time. I was young. That's, a, cause that, that's who my dad roots for. That's why I'm an Alabama fan. I went there and asked dad, who do you go for? And when he said it, that boom, I'm an Alabama fan. I'm a Steelers fan. And so uh, that's that's where it all starts. And it's, I remember as a little kid, you'd play, watch Alabama football, and at halftime you'd go out and throw and play a game as fast as you could to get back in to, to watch more Alabama football, so that's childhood. That's how I grew up. That's where I learned to love it. So, well, some of us went to Tennessee, so we're not enjoying it as much as Alabama fans are right now. So, not going to mention the name, but I'm currently raising an 11 year old daughter who talks about wanting to go to Auburn because she don't want to go to Tennessee. So, uh, that's two terrible choices. Uh, she's not allowed to go to Alabama, so that's only choices. Uh, okay, got. I got you. So. Uh, Howie, you got any last questions you want to ask? Because I got a couple I want to fire at Coach here at the end, and then 
We'll call it a night. Coach, we do appreciate it. Wing Fest, August 14th. Yeah. Be a vendor for $40 or come and eat with fat guys like me and Howie, and it won't be as expensive. Yeah, 15 bucks. 15? Oh, God. That's the best 15 bucks you can spend right there. Howie, what's your last couple of questions you want to throw at Coach? Well, you know, one thing is, Randy, just tell me what time you're going to come by and pick me up, and we'll be there at Wing Fest next to Coach there. And, uh, but, uh, you know, Coach, I, I appreciate you taking the time, especially, you know, it, I know you're busy moving. I didn't know it until we started moving all this stuff. You, you could have easily put this off, but you gave us an hour of your time. Uh, I will, you know, thank Hannah for us. I will personally thank her myself later on. Uh, I, you know, I think of Hannah as one of my own kids, and, uh, you know, she's she means a lot to me. And uh, And with her willing to spend the rest of her life with you you gotta be a pretty outstanding guy and uh sylvania is very fortunate to have hey. you and welcome to the round nation yeah she's very lucky i'm just kidding i i, I <laughs> coach quit digging it hey you're, you're digging yourself in these holes now not me uh, she, uh i outkicked my cover she's a good one i couldn't i couldn't growing up she grew up with coach you know her dad was a coach so she understands coaching side of it and the time it takes to to be successful and, and to win games, you have to put a lot of time into it. And it takes a special woman to be a coach's wife. So I'm a lucky one. You are very lucky because uh, coaching wife, that's the secret a lot of times. Uh, coach Benefield actually said his wife was a big part of it. I did an interview about a month ago where I couldn't get the coach to quit talking about his wife. And I asked him, I said, Coach, he goes, outside calling the place, she does everything else, Randall. So. <laughs> I hear you. <laughs> Coach, uh, last game of the year this year, you're going to be lined up against North Sand Mountain. How's that feel? Good. Good, because we owe them one. They, uh, last year at Woodville, they got us. So, um, anytime you go against the alma mater, there's a little something extra there. To, you want to get a big win, and uh, I'll look forward to that night. That's going to be a – so hopefully we're on the opposite side of it. Uh, you know, last year I went up to North Sand Mountain. Uh, we got beat. Uh, and this year they're going to come to us at Sylvania. So hopefully we get even, get even with Coach Kirby. He's done a great job up there at North Sand Mountain. He's, uh, he's, he's kept it rolling. He actually, they've had some deep runs the last few years. And, and uh, I've been proud of them. They've done, Kirby's a good one. Yeah, a real good one. Coach, we, uh, I'm at, Sequatchie County, which is up in Dunlap, Tennessee now. is, And we take great pride in that we call ourselves the Valley Schools. And there's a, a connection. That's where South Pittsburgh and Marion County and Whitwell right. and, and Sequatchie County and Bledsoe County are. And they take great pride in playing Valley ball. I've been fortunate enough to be around the Sand Mountain Schools. There is a, a – can you tell me what that, that emotion – or that pride is of being one of those schools off of that mountain. And, and they've always played good, hard-nosed football. Describe yeah. what Sand Mountain football is. You said it right there in a couple words there, hard-nosed. Uh, that's uh, that's how we play on the mountain. We, you know, you, you may come up the mountain feeling good, and you may get a win, but you don't go back off the mountain beat up. So – uh, we uh, we take pride in, in how physical we play, and, and I think that's every school on the mountain takes pride in how physical they play, besides Pisgah. Um, and uh, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I got to stop with the Pisgah jokes, but uh, 
they uh, even Pez gets seriously when I play. Changing the preview now, then it's on you. Yes, that is true. Uh, but uh, even playing Pisgah in school, they were a physical football team, and everybody on the mountain is, and we take pride in that. And that's our calling card, being being hard nosed. Did you want to coach a mountain school? I did. Uh, that was uh, want to be back somewhere I'm familiar with, and uh, be a part of something that and a community that cares about football, and that's definitely what Savannah is, a community that cares about it and a community that wants to win a lot of football ga games. And uh, they got a head football coach that wants to do all the same things. So I look forward to spending a long time at Sylvania High School and winning a lot of football games, but also uh, changing a lot of lives for the good. So. Coach Van, I cannot uh, express in the middle of a busy time getting ready for the season how much I appreciate you. Um, we wish you the best of luck, and we will see you on August fourteenth. Now, yeah, that's my promise to you. That'll be that'll be that'll be the day I show you around the facility. Yeah, it's. I have not been on that facility since nineteen ninety five. Okay, so that, that'll be a great year. I was born, so you uh, you. <laughs> now you know why I don't run, Coach. <laughs> that's the year I was born. You've been there since I was born. Hey, last game I called there, Paul Benefield was the head coach. Steve Stanley was the quarterback for Colbert County. Ended up being a starting linebacker at Alabama, and I can still re remember every play of that game. There's a special, special thing about Sylvania football, and uh, I'm glad you're there to take care of it, Coach. I really am. I'm glad to be there. Coach, I'll see you every Friday night. I'm sorry, man. Yeah, I'll see you every Friday night. My youngest daughter will be in the band. She, she'll be marching this year. So um, uh, I'll be there cheering her on and cheering you on as well. And, you know, nothing but the best this year, Coach. And, you know, being media, I think I'm supposed to be partial. But, you know, hey, if you need anything, you're having either one. Just let me know, you know. Uh, I'll do anything I can to help you all out. I appreciate that. We'd love to get you back somewhere either after the season or during the season. We know during season stuff, but we'd love to have you back sometime. And we're really, really proud of you. And uh, you've got you got two fans here. Go, well, go man, the, go I appreciate you again, thank you for all you, you guys do for promoting high school football, promoting, you know, talking to coaches and everything you're doing now. And uh, this sport deserves to be promoted. These kids deserve to be promoted. Absolutely. And we appreciate what y'all do. I promise you, don't go unnoticed by by me and um, and and my peers. I, I can assure you that we talk about that. And so, thank you guys, and I'm excited to be at Sylvania. And thanks for having me. And go Rams, go Rams, and we all do this. And you've said it a hundred times. The kids deserve our best effort. Yep. And that's what we're all here for. So let's. If you if you if you live in the Sylvania area, got a kid at Sylvania. Be up there August the 14th. Let's support this program. So for Randall Cunningham, for Howie Chaney, Coach Van, good Thank night. You. Appreciate it, Coach. Thank you.